Hello, and thank you for joining us on another episode of Why Theory. As always, I am your host, Ryan Engley, joined, as always, by co-host Todd McGowan. Todd, how you doing, buddy? Good, Ryan. How are you today? I am very good, and I'm very excited. We are beginning a uh, tripartite uh, series here. Um, we've gotten requests for this over the over the years, and we've talked about different ways of, uh, of doing this, but... Um, as you'll see from the title of this episode, we're talking about superego today, which means, as you might imagine, the next two episodes are going to be on ego and then id. That's the That's direction right. that we are going to uh, proceed in. Uh, because um, I think you and I both find superego the most interesting. It's, right, it's, right. it's the most uh, fraught, I think, in terms of uh, like common uh, public uh, understanding, if you like, and then... Um, you know, what develops in Lacan's thought and then uh, certainly through uh, through Zizek. Um, there are many psychoanalytic concepts that have very public and common uh, valences. And those are the things like, you know, we find it pretty interesting. Obviously, when uh, when a political figure um, uh, has a slip of the tongue and they say more than they mean, everybody's immediately on that. And they, you know, and they they are pretty much reading the uh, like what what Freud is is on with. Uh, onto when he talks about a parapraxis, like they're pretty right. much on that on that right. correctly. Um, the ideas like id and uh, ego is like so general that I, I, I kind of excluded a little bit, but maybe we won't when we when we get to the ego episode. But like id and superego come up a lot, I think, in particularly political conversation. And um, we want to in this episode uh, show the the development of uh, the idea of superego and how it is very much at odds with the public understanding and, uh, you know, try to save material for, uh, for, for the, for the id, but just, uh, if I may, Todd, before, before, before letting you in the, um, common, I think the, the common understanding, and we're, so we're going to start here and then we're going to go with what Freud, uh, you know, actually said and and see its overlap, common understanding of these ideas. And we're only going to take up superego here. Superego is this, uh, internal, like moral law makes you feel really bad about yourself. Things that you do, uh, is always judging you. It's an internal judgment. Right. Um, ego is what you, uh, what you think of yourself and what you, you, you want other people to think of you. I think that that's like pretty much, that's like the common understanding of that. And then id is this like wild, like anti, uh, like society, pure individualistic, uh, unbridled, uncultivated and raw, like freedom that pushes, pushes all kinds of boundaries. I think that, do you think that, 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 that yeah, no, I think that's that's absolutely right. 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 That's the common. And I always think like, um, you know, that scene, which I don't think would, could be shown anymore because it's about a guy debating whether he's going to rape a woman or not. But that scene Mm. in animal house, where oh, the guy God. has yeah, an yeah. angel yeah. and a devil on his shoulder. And I think, yes. I do think that that's the common, like the angel would be the superego, don't mm-hmm. do it. And the, mm-hmm. the devil would be the id, like go ahead yes. and do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that's, I think you're right, exactly right. And then the id, the ego would sort of be him making the decision between right. these the, two agencies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. P- caught between two impossible and diametrically opposed demands is where that's the right. ego finds that's itself. Right. I think that, that's that yeah. Right. So that's the so that that's the, that I think, and I that's think the non-Freudian common understanding, right? Yes, I think that's right. So let's get into. So how does Freud actually understand this? And so what, Freud, where, where interesting, does this get most developed. Yeah, yeah. So Freud, 
What's interesting is he does give a little credence to this idea in Ego and the Id. So Ego and the Id is where, it's interesting that he calls the book The Ego and the Id when we both think the most important agency he discovers in this book is the superego, right? Mm-hmm. So that that's just ironic, or he, I don't know why he, he was maybe be making a joke that he left it out of the title. That he left it off the title, that's pretty yeah, funny. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he could have called it like superego and ego or superego and id, but he left... Mm-hmm. He left the main thing that he discovers out of the title. Anyway, he does say... Um, it was judging this, Todd. He had, he had to put it in its place. I, I, that's right. That's right. That's right. So this is, a, this is on page 35 of the Standard Edition. He says mm-hmm. that the superego's compulsive character manifests itself in the form of a categorical imperative. So mm-hmm. in that way, he does kind of lend credence to what we've just called as a misunderstanding. But mm-hmm. I think it's clear if you look through... Because hold on a sec, just to just to yeah. lay that down. Because categorical categorical imperative is a clear reference to Kant. Clear Kantian reference to morality. Kant, right? And Kantian yep. morality, right? That 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 he what he's saying is that the superego is a is a moral is a represents a moral force within the psyche, right? Like mm-hmm. that, right? Mm-hmm. So and and this identification with with the Kantian categorical imperative it makes that clear. But mm-hmm. again, what's interesting is so in the, the main two books where he just develops the idea of superego are this book and Civilization is Discontents. It's kind of funny, really, that it's in Civilization, but it's maybe three of the chapters of Civilization's Discontents are totally devoted to superego. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I think will we'll come back to this toward the end, but I think it sort of supports Slavoj's notion that superego is at once this thing that is a so kind of a social glue mm-hmm. and a thing that destroys the possibility of any collective organization yeah. of people. It's so it's yeah, fascinating. Yeah. Slavoj yeah. no, Slavoj's take is fascinating and which like and that, and that that's what we're gonna try to track is the like from from Freud to Lacan where there's like a, a clear leap in the clear Lacan leap. I, and then with Slavoj another leap, I think. Yeah. You know, like I think, I think it's right. a pretty pretty significant. But but I think what Freud says mostly in those two books is not that superego is a moral force, but that it's the force of some authority, some social authority. Yeah. So it could be the the father internalized. He often says that the father's law internalized. Mm-hmm. But it could be any kind of social authority that's operative within the psyche, right? So I think that for him, it's not so much moral as it is a social pressure that's a, a, in the form of a command or a demand that's unrelenting, right? And I think, so mm, that seems mm-hmm. to me the for Freud, what's the key aspect of it, that it's unrelenting and that you cannot satisfy it no matter how much you capitulate. So yes. Freud was the first one to say that, that, that you can give in, give in, give in to the superego. Like, yeah, like you think of like the, I don't know if you know this uh, Protestant minister, Jonathan Edwards, an early mm-hmm. American literature and he you know he 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 constant he wrote the little tract called sinners in the hands of an angry god and he he calls himself the greatest of all sinners and of course he probably mm. never even had sex but <laughs> but the point is he feels that the more he restricts his desire the more he feels like he's not restricting it enough and i think that's what yeah. freud's getting at with this idea of 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 superego that you the more you capitulate to it the more it asks of you. Yes, as you two saying, you give and you give and you give yourself away. That's um, right. That's the, right. Um, there's, <laughs> there's, um, so there, there's a paragraph that I want to quote to um, from uh, "Civilization Is Discontent." Good. And I want to come. And I want to come back to um, 
what you just laid out because it's very important, I think, for our contemporary political situation where that like what you just described of like this, the more like the more that you uh, obey and capitulate to the moral authority, like the more it is clear that you cannot do enough. So you continue to do more is pretty much what the mainstream liberal project is and how today. it's articulated yeah. today. Yeah, yeah. It is, is, is just in that, in that understanding of superego. And it's really what we're going to try to play out. And this is, this is kind of my take here is that like the, the, the liberal understanding uh, of, of superego in politics is holding back the, the left uh, tremendously. Whereas the right understanding the, as in right wing, not as in as actually the right wing understanding of superego is the correct one. And it is emboldening them and it is <laughs> right. making the, and, and it is, is absolutely that which gives uh, their cause uh, like juice. And it's just like, drives me freaking crazy. But yeah, so we're going to get to that, but I want to talk uh, to uh, talk about civilization is discontents. And this is, this is a paragraph. I want to give full, full context. So yeah. it's on 123 of the uh, standard edition. Um, uh, what means, second paragraph on that page, what means does civilization employ in order to inhibit the aggressiveness which opposes it, to make it harmless, to get rid of it, perhaps? We have already become acquainted with a few of these methods, but not yet with the one that appears to be most important. This we can study in the history of the development of the individual. What happens in him to render his desire for aggression innocuous? Something very remarkable, which we should never have guessed and which is nevertheless quite obvious. His aggressiveness is introjected, Internal, that's a nice uh, Jungian word, is yeah, introjected, is. internalized. It is, in point of fact, sent back to where it came from. That is, it is directed towards his own ego. There it is taken over by a portion of the ego, which sets itself over against the rest of the ego as superego, and which now, in the form of, uh, in inverted commas, conscience, is ready to put into action against the ego the same harsh aggressiveness that the ego would have liked to satisfy upon other extraneous individuals. The tension between the harsh superego and the ego that is subjected to it is called by us the sense of guilt. It expresses itself as a need for punishment. Civilization, therefore, obtains mastery over the individual's dangerous desire for aggression by weakening and disarming it, and by setting up an agency within it within him to watch over it like a garrison in a conquered city. And so that last image, uh, I think very good. Very, uh, it's uh, great. It's great. It's, yeah. it's, it's fantastic. It's, and I think it nicely shows, and this is the, like, this is, that's, that's Freud's understanding. I'm quoting Freud, the garrison in a conquered city. So yeah. it is like, and, and I, and I think you could, you could even, you could even read this. It's, it's, it's kind of reading against it. Like, what seems to be the clear intent of the context, but you could even read this to, to as to support what we're going to later say uh, to talk about with like Lacan and, and, uh, and Slavoy, because it, it's, it's kind of clear that this is a law within a law, right? Like right. a garrison within a right. conquered city, the law within the law. Right. So it's I, a, it's, it takes over where the law can't be effective, right? Yes. Like, or, or, or the, a kind of a gap or a, a, a a failure of the law. I think that's Ryan. It's such a great passage. I think like it's yeah. Oh, yeah. It's really. I mean, because what he gets at, I think, is the way that superego is basically taking the subject's own drive mm-hmm. and turning it, allowing it to act as a force for the figure of social authority. Right. Like mm-hmm. so, the mm-hmm. very thing that articulates the subject's own singularity and it's. 
it's an inability to fit perfectly in society, right? Like drive is, yeah, is yeah. the psychoanalytic name for the failure of the subject to fit within its social position. And, and superego takes that and turns it into a thing that makes the subject fit. So it, it like, it's a way of stripping the subject's alien, freeing alienation of drive from it and turning mm. it back into something that's socially useful, right? So it's, Mm-hmm. It really is. A, I mean, it's a nefarious agency for that reason, right? Like it, it, it's like the, it's it takes the thing that frees subjectivity and turns mm-hmm. it into the thing that enchains subjectivity. Yeah. No. Absolutely. I mean, like you know, on the next couple of pages too, it's clear. The reason why I say like like the, what what I said is um is kind of reading back from Lacan and 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 Slavoj to emphasize the law within the law when on the next few pages, it's pretty clear that like the piece that, that Freud actually ends up developing is, is about conscience and guilt. I mean, like to begin with, we ask how a person comes to have a sense of guilt. We arrive at an answer, which cannot be disputed. A person feels guilty when he has done something, which he knows to be bad. Uh, and then goes on to this thing about intention. The next page, a great change takes place only when the authority is internalized through the establishment of superego. Uh, and th- we get all this about like, uh, anxiety and guilt. And so like, you can, you can see where it's not crazy to say that this is, this is moral, uh, this, th- this is, this is moral law. Um, but the, I, I, I mean the, the emphasis that, that we want to, you know, you brought drive into this and I think that, um, what we want to put, and I think this is early enough to put our, our, our thesis yeah, statement yeah, in put here. Put it on there. Yeah. All right. Okay. This is the, the Y theory thesis statement of the superego is that the superego, uh, it makes us enjoy for something and it ends up in this way. It's, it's a, uh, it's a distortion of the drive and right. it, it is to, to put it, uh, that, and that distortion is a domestication of it. Right. And right. to put it even like plainer in a shorter sentence, superego is drive compromised. So yeah. it's drive made like conscious, uh, compromise. That's right. a, that's 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 our position. That, that yeah, we, I think that's really. I mean, obviously, I I, I helped you go, so I like it. But <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, yeah. I, I really I think that's really. I mean, you you gave that the central articulation. I think that that's yeah. really good, and I think that what, what's especially important about that is that what you said at the beginning about the way it gives it an end, right? Like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the whole point of drive is that the means is the end, right? Like there's yeah. no, it's not done to a, it's, it, it's enjoys itself, its own mm-hmm. movement. It doesn't, it's not mm-hmm. done to accomplish some other kind of end, but superego attaches this, uh, another kind of foreign end mm-hmm. onto the activity of, of drive. And I think that's the real, betra- that's why it's a real betrayal, of of drive by this by because it it becomes working for mm. on behalf of some authority and then you've you've lost the fact that drive is I hate to use his words but I'm going to because I he's he's in he's stricken from the book of life for me but it's like a gombin <laughs> like a drive is a means without end right like it yeah, doesn't have yeah. or the means in the end are one and and mm-hmm. and. And when it becomes superego, then it's a means used in in the deference to another end outside of it, which is the end right. of reproducing the social structure, right? And, yes. and and keeping the social order functioning. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. I think that's exactly right. I mean, and and that and you can see you you can see this in, in what Freud is talking about. Superego torments the sinful ego with the same feeling of anxiety and is on watch for the opportunities of getting it punished by the external world. Like that's um but it's the 
so where per, like where Freud is um, maybe caught up too much with the the mor- moral piece, I think like what we want to emphasize is this um, performance, if you like, for right. author- for an authority, for an authority, right? Yeah, right. And I and, think he does say that, mm-hmm. but I think you're right to say that can kind of drift out mm-hmm. of his analysis at some at some points, right? And that's yeah. the that's maybe the limitation of of his analysis. But I do think, again, it's interesting that when he's trying to talk about the unbehag in, in society, the, un, the, the discontent within society, mm. it's, it's, it's superego that he's drawn to talk about, which is interesting yeah. because mm-hmm. you would think it'd be like, what's this? He never even says this. Like, what's the source of our discontent in society? Oh, it's the id. No, he never mm. says that. His, mm-hmm. I mean, that's <laughs> kind of fascinating, right? Like yeah. it's, it's fascinating that that civilization's discontents isn't all about the id and how the id doesn't really fit in. No, it's about how this agency develops that mm-hmm. forces us, to, that takes our drive and turns it into an agency of conformity and that that is responsible for our discontent in society. Yes. Yeah, and I mean, and just like to, 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 because you, you can go through, it's really interesting, like, like so much, I think so much of the, like the text that we find so interesting from Freud is when he's like, he's on the cusp of something and it's a, and there's a, a tension in the text because as much as like, I've, I've quoted all these lines about, it's like, that makes it sound like it's about moral authority. Like here's another, here's another line, just a couple pages later to support the thing that I said about 10 minutes ago that like this law within a law, uh, we know of two origins of the sense of guilt, one arising from fear of an authority and the other later on arising from fear of the superego again like an authority within the authority, an authority right. that is a support. So it's like, like internal su- uh, authority to, to support an external one. So they're, right. they're separate. It's not, it's not the, like the, 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 the one, like a one-to-one thing. Like we're, we're talking about something that is, that is separate. It, it, it arises later. Um, and, uh, as will develop through, um, Lacan and, and Zizek's, uh, thought, like it, it becomes a, a demand and, and, and not just a, an injunction. Right, right, the, right. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's interesting because I think he, the, the one, there are two points in Ego and the Id when he starts to move in this direction. And he repeats it again in Civilization's Discontents. He says mm-hmm. that superego is always close to the Id and can act mm-hmm. as its representative vis-a-vis the ego. And then he mm-hmm. later on says superego displays its, independence of the conscious ego and its intimate relations with the unconscious id. So there is this sense that I think that nicely anticipates what Lacan will develop, right? Like that, that he's, he does have a sense that the superego reaches in that diagram, that famous diagram of the psyche, the superego goes down into Mm -hmm. the id and gets the energy from the id. So I think that there's a way in which, he already is theorizing what we're talking about, that, that, that drive is like superego and drive are almost the same thing. It's just a slight distortion of drive mm. that takes place with superego. But I do think in his way of theorizing this intimate relation between superego and it, he's, he's pushing in that direction a little bit. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I think that, that like we're, we're, um, where we are on, I think on, on firm footing, like to, to extract that, like maybe this is where if, if Freud had another, another take, another crack at this, like, you know what, like four or five years later, where would this have gone? Is that like the, there's the, um, 
in Civilization is Discontents, when he's talking about superego, it's, re- it's really interesting to me. This is something I noticed when I, I was reading in, in our prep for this, is that um, th- there's, when he talks about guilt and then when in superego and then aggressiveness and superego, and they kind of don't, like, like the, um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to be wrong about this. I didn't track it completely, but, uh, it, it, in, in some of these pages, like in, in, in this section, like it's a little bit like the, um, uh, Javier Bardem's character and Tommy Lee Jones's character in, uh, in yeah. no country for old men. Where they never they just, are seen in the same space at the same time. They're never time. in, exactly. Yeah, right, never in the right. same space at the same time. Right. Exactly. They're, they're so ideologically opposed. They can't be in the same frame. Um, and here it's like the, the two separate ideas. There's the guilt piece and then there's the aggressiveness piece. There's the, like this, like internal internalizing of a, of a, of a moral authority. And then there's this domestication of an aggressiveness, which I, I think is like pretty close to what, what we're, we're trying to, yeah. uh, to, to emphasize from here. So it's, 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 it's really interesting. Um, um, I, I think in, in it, in it, and he, uh, sets like obviously he sets this uh, this this in motion and there are there are pieces that lacan picks up so i don't know if you if there's anything you wanted to say about what i just said or we want to move make the, the yeah the, i think we can move on i i do think that i do just want to i i we tend never to do this on on our our podcast but yeah. i do think that there is a certain historical uh dimension mm. to the different ways yeah, that yeah, they yeah. think yeah. of superego, right? Like, mm-hmm. so Freud is living in a much more, I don't know, repressed, a repressive time. And I don't think mm-hmm. he's yet, and I think it's because of just simply the development of capital at the time mm-hmm. when he was writing, I don't think it, he had yet experienced this massive imperative to enjoy that comes with a later development of capitalism. I mean, I think it's always Mm -hmm. there in capitalism, but I think in the earlier epochs, it's combined with this restrict your desire and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, uh, save your money and, you know, Mm -hmm. and work really hard. And I think that that imperative to enjoy only really gets going fully in the 1960s. And then, Mm -hmm. so it's then Lacan in seminar 20 which is 1972-73, that he mm-hmm. then develops his much, his famous formulation of, of superego as there's only one thing that compels us to enjoy, and that's the superego, right? Like mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. the superego commands enjoy. And so I think that that, Freud doesn't get to that because of the historical moment that he's writing in, not because of any, I don't think it's a, a, a like, a theoretical limitation of the way he conceives superego. I just think it's, there's just certain, he just didn't see what was going to happen 50 years in the future. (laughs) Yeah. Which, um, not necessarily his fault on, on that one. Uh, the, um, yeah. So that, um, just the, the chapter that, um, that we were just talking about from civilization is discontents, uh, is a chapter seven where I think it it gets the most development and you have the like, um, guilt and aggressiveness of these kind of like these, these things that are about it, they get developed a little bit separately. Um, and then, you know, the book, uh, goes on and and, uh, to do, you know, to do other things. Uh, but, uh, but superego never, never, never leaves, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the consideration there. But so, so beginning of Lacan's journey and cause there is something, I mean, but this is part of the it does, it, right. He doesn't go to that right away. That's true. No, he doesn't. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So that's, so, so the, the historical piece that, that Todd just mentioned is, um, is going to manifest for the Lacan of, uh, seminar 20. But before we get there, 
let's talk about the Lacana Seminar 1 and 2. Seminar 1 and 2, yeah. Yeah. yeah, which is really fascinating. So in Seminar 1, he says <laughs> this really nice thing, that superego has a relation to the law and is at mm-hmm. the t- same time a senseless law, going so far as to become a failure to recognize the law. And then just a little further down, the superego is at one and the same time the law and its destruction. Mm. So, yeah. so that the senseless law, this destruct, like it's it, it it both is the law and it's the destruction of the law, right? So yeah, and I think that will be really important for Slavoj's conception of the politics of the superego, which interestingly neither Freud nor Lacan really get into. Yeah, right? that's true. They don't that's really true. think about it as a political agency, and and so that's really I think we owe that to Slavoj, and it's really I think expanded the. I don't know the 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 breadth of what psychoanalysis has to contribute to to theorizing things. Yeah, no, I think that that's accurate. Like it, it's clear, obviously, that you know Freud's writing civilization is discontent in a politically volatile time, but it's he's writing more like it, he is he's writing about this like this initial like existential circumstance right. of like how one enters into society and, and, and why there are these clashes and schisms and, and tensions. And he's, he's trying to talk about that. And that's, that's, that's where he's talking about superego and, and that, that superego is trying to like in, in, internalize and trying is, is it's trying to domesticate the subject, trying to make it so that the, the, the individual can enter into a society and not, and, 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 and go along with the rules. And that's, that's where, that's the emphasis that he puts on it in, in that book. And so, you know, you can't divorce that from the, the politics of, of, you know, the, what was going to happen like world, like this is, it, he's writing that interwar, right? That's 38. Is that correct? Oh uh, no, I think that's, no. it's earlier than that. I think oh, it's, uh, I think it got published in 30, but I think it was written okay. just before. So it's, it's pre rise of Hitler. So it's Weimar. Um, Got it. But okay. there still were, you know, there were like fascist parties in Austria. And I think that, you know, you could kind of see things where things were headed. And I think that's, you know, he famously added after Hitler's rise to chancellor of Germany, he famously added that last line, like about the mm-hmm. struggle between Eros and death drive and who can say with what, <laughs> how it's going to yeah. end up. Right. Like he, so, so I think that you're right that he is intervening politically, but it's much more about the, just like you were saying, I think the 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 way in which the individual is is interpolated or or existing relative to the social, the social yeah, the, order. I think that's much more his concern than than mm-hmm. larger political structures and events. The poli- the political thing is like in the second instance. It's, whereas right. with Slavoj, right, it's right. like it's always already always like like, the first thing. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And for so, Lacan, uh, yeah. I almost think it's not even that level. Not even, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think this is true. I think that's I mean, true. he's really the, just concerned with, like, the... I, I guess, I mean, you know, seminar, the, the seminar and the discourses is a response to the to the student revolts, clearly. Yeah. But yeah. I, I, I think the, the feminine sexuality, I, I, I don't think is, and I, I think that that's mm-hmm. where the superego gets mentioned. So I, I'm not really sure that you can see this clear political, you know, I mean, he, I don't know. He does, he does relate it to mysticism, feminine mm-hmm. sexuality and mysticism, and then to politics. And he even says this, 
famous line that feminine jouissance is not everything that's not politics. Like this, this kind of double negative that, that mm-hmm. suggests it's, it's, it touches on the political. Um, anyway, so, yeah, so I think that that's, um, that's, you know, I, I think it's still, it's very fair to say that Slavoj is the one that politicizes superego. Mm-hmm. He yeah he he gives it it's the the um the a priori politicization of it right like that right, like, like right, to, right, to show right, that like right, it's not right. separable it's not like and I, and I think maybe that's 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 where you could see that in um in Freud and you can see that in um in uh in Lacan is that like there's the um well you get integrated into the social and then politics like comes later comes right after like like, right yeah right. like it's this development whereas like Slavoj is, is keen to emphasize that like you like one cannot do that that these things are intrinsic and they must and, and, must be and, considered at the same time and that superego is a political is is involved in all these political struggles that it's it's mm-hmm. it's like a key it's the key maybe the key political player yeah, so, I think this yeah. is. I think that's absolutely right. I think I wanted uh, uh, just some some more lines from Lacan. Like yeah. he picked he picks up in seminar two. So it's interesting because what you uh, read from seminar one, I think, is a little more is a little little juicier than, than what he does in, in two. But like in two, he picks up the explicit tie to the father's uh, law. But there he 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 adds like an interesting twist to it, which is that um, one inherits the like the father's mistakes. Like in, in like you see what the, the what the father's mistakes were and you cannot repeat them. You don't really know why. So like that's that that there's this there's this demand to not to, to follow the father's law, but not to repeat the father's mistakes. And that's something yeah. that, that that Lacan emphasizes that uh, that I think is interesting. He also has some lines. This is on 130. Uh, censorship and superego are to be located in the same register as that of the law. So, OK, so he's right. It's a law within the law. He's looking at that, but in attaching censorship to it. Um, uh, and then he, uh, quotes, uh, Fairbairn, Baron, uh, the superego as the, uh, internal saboteur, um, which is, uh, I think, uh, I told you this before the show started, uh, that idea of the, of, of the superego is, uh, most closely, uh, uh, aligned with, uh, RuPaul and RuPaul's drag race. Uh, yeah. Ru, yeah. Ru mentions it all the time. Do not give in to your internal saboteur. It's very yeah. interesting. Yeah. Um, so 266, um, this is the man of the superego who is always uh, working to elevate himself to the dignity of the ideals of the father, of the master, and who imagines that that is how he will attain the object of his desire. So that's that's the Lacan of, of, uh, of or I should say, the, the superego of the Lacan of, of seminar, two. seminar 20. Of, of seminar, uh, seminar 2, yeah. right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah, yeah. In uh, 1954, 55. In 20, it's really interesting. There's only three references to it. Uh, in the whole thing, I just uh, can I can I just first yeah, interject because I I, yeah. I think in se- seminar seven in ethics seminar yeah. he says a couple of interesting things so yeah uh, re- which are I think directly related to what you read from from seminar two right so mm-hmm. he says because he's trying to talk about ethics so he thinks I have to broach superego immediately this comes mm-hmm. in the first session he says moral experience is not simply linked to that slow recognition of the function that was defined and made autonomous by Freud under the term of superego. So he's distancing ethics. Mm-hmm. And then he says, just a little further, he says, isn't the subject's true duty to oppose the command of the superego? So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty interesting that he's, that, that it's, it's opposition to the superego is how he's going he's gonna to define 
ethics, right? In, yeah. In, yeah. Yeah. So no, I think, no, no, no. That, that's very good. I mean, that, and Slavoj picks that up in what we were going to um, reference from him, uh, the third chapter of the Metastases of Enjoyment. Yeah. Um, he, yeah, he gets into the, uh, the, the ethical position, but yeah, no, that's it. Thank you for that. Because what, you know, what he says in, in 20 is, uh, you know, um, the nothing forces anyone to enjoy except the superego. The superego yeah. is the, uh, imperative of jouissance enjoy. Um, and then a few pages later, um, it's a correlate of castration. So that I think there's the, there's the the two the two things the two things what he, right what 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 he gets to in seven and then in emphasizing the father's uh, lack in uh, in in two so yeah. I, I think that's but it's a man we were just talking about this before the before the show it's a hell of a jump like it's really really interesting from from him but it's 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 it doesn't from in, Freud uh, you mean yes exactly yeah 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 yeah. yeah. And, I think it's it, the yeah, don't you yeah. think it's the it's the part where Lacan, it, 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 you know, I've tried to do this kind of gymnastics of saying, oh, it really <laughs> does come from Freud, but it's kind of doesn't. It kind of yeah. It's sort of like this is one time where Lacan's just inventing, yeah, a certain idea. I mean, there is that notion of it goes down into the id, sure. but there, but Freud's still not saying that it commands you to enjoy. In fact, no, he's he's yeah. basically saying. It commands you to purify yourself of enjoyment. Yes, yes. Which is why you can't obey it. I mean, it's interesting mm-hmm. that they, they 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 come to the same point that you can't obey it, but for the opposite mm-hmm. reason, right? Like, like <laughs> right, right, for, right, right. for Lacan, it's because if you command someone to enjoy, they can't enjoy. It's like I always use this example. It's like when you command yourself to go to sleep. That's the surest way to have a <laughs> sleepless night. That, that happens yep, to me yep. all the time. Yeah. Uh, right. Right. But right. but. It's the opposite of when, like, you know, you have a cop behind you driving, right? And that's basically you're getting a command to obey the law. Mm-hmm. And you're feeling that super egoic function. With It's not that the cop is external. It's that the cop, the external cop reminds you of the cop within. And mm-hmm. it, you can, you never can do it perfectly, right? Like never. you're, you, yeah. you like swerve a little bit or you go a little bit over the limit or you do something, Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can't you can't obey it perfectly. So, but those are opposite. Right? I think they're yeah, they're yeah, opposite. Yeah. Like the failure to enjoy because of the command to enjoy is the opposite of the failure to fully. Like in the one case, you can't rid yourself of this stain of enjoyment, and in the other c- case, you can't arrive at it. <laughs> so, so yeah. it's a very strange. I think we just have to say it's a real break that Lacan inaugurates. So. Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, it and. I, I mean, I think it's, it's, I, uh, I think it's the, it's the thing that helps Slavoj makes it, make it a priori political, which is not the thing that Lacan uh, saw or, or would have seen. Right. And right. this is part, you know, you know, we, uh, I'm almost, uh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, I was, I was just going to say, I'm almost tempted to say Slavoj's the main thrust of his political intervention mm. is, b- occurs because Lacan changes superego to be this command to enjoy. Like, I really, really feel really like his, yeah. like, obviously Slavoj thinks a lot of other things, but just in mm-hmm. terms of the the core of his political analysis, like, what's his great political insight? We'll get to it, but mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. it, it owes, it, it really is based in this sense of superego that Lacan provides. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it just... 
just a couple, couple lines from that chapter. Was it Superego by Default is the title? Right. Let's. Yeah. You want to. You want to introduce that because it's a. It, it, I don't think a lot of people know of it really. Yeah, I hadn't. Um, I hadn't read it. I. I, uh, I know it's a. Hu- I mean, it's a very famous book, of course. In his. Uh, you know. In, well, do you think it is? I almost think it's an almost unknown book in his. You think oeuvre. so? Yeah. Hmm. So it's Metastases of Enjoyment, and it's chapter three, called Super Ego by Default. I don't think. I think it really kind of. You know. It comes after tearing with the negative and for the not mm-hmm. what they do and looking awry, and it comes before those big ones of the like ticklish subject, ticklish subject, and yeah. parallax view, and and so I feel like it just kind of slips on a little bit under the radar. I think it's ninety four, right? Like it, I think mm-hmm. that's when it came out. So uh, yeah, I just think it's. I, I don't think it gets a lot of, but it is the point where he invents this notion of super egoic politics yeah a law that enjoys itself right is such that's that's the title of the first section of that chapter i wish that it was a, a line right in, so we could quote it, it right yeah yeah but it's uh but that's that's what so that's this is what what, what slavoy does is that the uh, the tension between a public law and its obscene underside that's that's the the uh the register of the superego right and it's the uh what is it? Like there's this line that I had superego is the revenge that capitalizes on our guilt. So he's also going back to, to Freud here. Uh, superego is the necessary inverse underside of the ego ideal of the ethical norms founded upon the good of the community. And so he's bringing the Lacan of seven into this, uh, as well with the ethics and this idea of the good. It's just so, it's so incredible because what what's happened here, and maybe we, we skipped some steps, so we're gonna have to uh, unpack it after I say this. But what where we start with superego and Freud is this internal individualizing uh, of a social of right. social dictates. Okay, right. so right. it it starts with being on that which the in, uh, on the side of the individual and the individual's failure to. Uh, to like to be social enough because of this this torsion of of individuality and and, and, and individual subjectivity, which that, is the name for that is drive. The name for that is drive exactly, right. which is why right. we said superego is drive compromise. So that's that's where this starts with with Freud, and we move to Slavoj, who just in the line that I quoted, this from page uh, sixty nine of uh, Metastases of Enjoyment. Um, he's put together and I mean, I cut some words out, but like basically in, in like two sentences, he put together the, the, the legacy of Freud and Lacan and what's happened. I mean, I want to put this on here is that the, uh, super ego is the necessary inverse underside of the ego ideal of the ethical norms founded upon, uh, upon the good of the community is he's pushed this to like super ego is expressly that which puts you at odds from like the, the, the good, the, the good. And right, it, it right. is the most individualistic thing. It is not the most social thing where for Freud, the superego is trying to mash the concerns of the social into the individual for Slavoj, It works in, in, in the other way, which is that like it, you, and, and, and they end up, it, it's, it's, it's a, it's a question of emphasis, right? Because like right. they, they are both about the, um, the, the torsion of the individual and, uh, and, and the, the, the group and the individual ego or, 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 or the subject, but it's just, 
it has this slight like difference to it where as it's not as in Freud, just to put it plainly, like the impos- the the impossibility of being uh, like socially good enough. Socially in, good, right, right, exactly, right, right. In, exactly, exactly. In Zizek, it's the impossibility of being personally good, and that right. as this as this thing that like that that uh, that thrusts one in in in, uh, in 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 society, and that and this is why this is why you align. Uh, we've talked about this before. Like this is why uh, you rightly align Trump with superego and not id. In most po- common political analyses, you, like Trump is the id run wild, this, right? But right, it's right. he is commanding enjoyment. Like it, he is commanding you to be an individual let loose in a repressive social. Not as Freud had it, this individual who can't possibly be social enough. Right, right, and, and 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 so like that's why when he tells the cops like when you're put in the the per in the car in the cop car like bash their head on this he literally says this right like yeah, yeah. bash their head I want you to, to be a little rough with them like mm-hmm. what he's saying is like aggressively enjoy yourself mm-hmm. don't worry about you know don't don't worry about any restriction on your enjoyment that which is again you know that's why he's for the Confederate monument. He doesn't want to make mm-hmm. any apologies, apologies mm-hmm. about U.S. history, right? Mm-hmm. Like any restriction on this obscene enjoyment is for him unacceptable. And so, mm-hmm. like, but of course you can never, this is the key to his appeal, I think, you can never satisfy that imperative because you're always going to be compromising your enjoyment in some way, right? You're always going to mm-hmm. be you're always going to be a little politically correct, which is which is a, a sign that you've compromised your enjoyment. So I think, yeah, yeah and mm-hmm. again, I think the way in which the left and right are are uh, beholden to the superego is is really defines our age today. In, in can, a, sadly, can I, yeah. can I jump on that? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. this is because this is what it to me is like the the left the left thinks superego is the, or its function. I mean, and of course not consciously because no right. one no one. Right. Bernie Sanders, Joe Biden. No one's talking about uh, Paul Krugman. Not talking about this. Okay, but right. just in in action. Okay, in 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 uh, in deed and in 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 the words. Like this is what this is what uh, is shown. Mise en, the mise en scène of, <laughs> right. you know, of the liberal the liberal uh, uh, wing of the party is that they think that the um, the superego is regulatory and it, it, it and it needs to be shame and judgment. Right. Like you'll just you see this all the time is this shouldness to the right. liberal right right people right. Pe- that this should okay that we need a better sense of sh- like I I see this uh, actually there was a specifically I don't know if this is New York Times or not I can't remember but there like I saw this article that was like we need a better sense of shame like that like shame and and like people want guardrails you know and right. and and like and and that there there doesn't need to be explicit laws to be written to right. say, for example, you should release your tax returns if you're running for president. There should just be, you, you should um, not, not accede, it's not actually acceding to the dignity of the office, but to the shame of the office. That's right. what the liberals, that's their whole thing, is that you should feel a sense of shame and judgment, and that's why Trump should have released his tax returns. Right, not, not because but not just li- Trump, other, other liberals too, right? Like yeah. anybody that doesn't fall into the proper position like you're like you sh- you need to be shamed into adopting the proper position right like well, that, you know that, what it is I'll, gi- yeah. I'll give you the one sentence this is yeah. the one sentence the right side of history 
right the right side of history. You want to be on the right side of history, and it's like, <laughs> right. and, and it's like deferring this all thing to like a be- like really like a belief in a future, <laughs> a belief big in other. a future. I mean, not a big, future, other. big yeah. other, right? Right. A right. very a regulatory one, and right. and and that's right. that's that should dictate your behavior in the here right. and now. And so that's so that's on on the mainstream left. Do you want to know who had yeah, whose position that was? It's Stalin's. 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 I mean, yeah. I'm not saying that the contemporary liberal left is Stalinistic, but I'm just saying they, they share a conception of this big other of history will redeem whatever the, we're doing, right? Like yeah. that. Like the, the, the problem is there's no such agency. There's no one mm. out there to finally say like, oh, to reward you and say, oh, yes, you were on the right side of history. Like that's, a, that's an illusion fostered mm-hmm. by the superego. But I think you're right that what's missed is the role of enjoyment in the superego, which yeah. the right totally, totally. gets, right? Totally like get the superegoic mm-hmm. pressure generated by Trump and all these right-wing figures is precisely enjoy yourself. Like, re, you know, like this whole like uh, uh, in de- command to enjoy, which can never be fulfilled, right? Because the same like you, you, the whole point of the command to enjoy is that you don't really enjoy you just you're constantly pursuing enjoyment, but it really drives you. Well, and, and I think, Todd, it, like specifically, that is a threat to regulation and shame, right? That's right. That's right. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah. so it's interesting how the two sides are complementary, right? Like mm-hmm. they, like the one, like the more shaming the one side does, the more enjoyment <laughs> yes. the other side gets. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It would be one thing if this uh, dynamic benefited both sides equally but it is so one-sided it is like it is so like the the liberal left investment in the shame piece um props up the the injunction to enjoy on the right and makes it so like that's that's what makes it uh so much more motivated (laughs) i'd like right no that's a perfect word yeah Yeah. that's a perfect word i think that's really true that it gets it like it, it's like feeding it, it's fueling it. Yeah. I mean, it's not to blame for it, but no, it, it, no, it no. gives it just it gives it energy through you know through this fueling. So I think that that yeah, it's really good. And I, you know, it, it's fascinating that Slavoj. It's interesting that he is one of the most outspoken against this kind of, that that this super egoic shaming on the on the liberal side because. Mm-hmm. It, he he in in the chapter that we're talking about he 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 in a certain way anticipates the movement on the right yeah but not on the right like the, and he'll yeah. see how so that's what i find fascinating about this chapter that he even says that that it's this super egoic bond to transgress that and, mm-hmm. and i think that's a development beyond freud and lacan right that the yeah. super egoic mm-hmm. injunction is not an injunction it's an injunction to enjoy in a specific way and enjoy by transgressing the law. Mm-hmm. And I love mm-hmm. the example he gives, which is a right-wing example, right, That he the, of the southern town and the, yeah. and the, the transgression of the law is the lynching. Yep. And he makes this great point that people who transgress the actual law, like they're still part of the community. Right. But if you transgress, if you don't go along with the lynching, you're, not, you're excluded from the community. Right, like right. you're not right. part of that white Southern community, and I think that's, to me, that's an incredible 
insight about the way that the transgression mm-hmm. and the lie, he even says that, right? That the oh, lie he... actually holds us together. Not, it's not, what, is, what does it say? My country, not, can you, re, you remember that I, line? Yeah, I, w- I want to, yes, I'll, I'll get to that in a second. I, I want to go on, on your first point because you yeah. can see it in like, you know what the most success, and this, this goes, this, this goes to the whole thing. Like the, um, the most successful purging of white supremacists from uh, the ranks of the police is happening because they refuse to get vaccinated, <laughs> not because of political force from the left, uh, because all they want to do is shame. And, and, and it, that's, that's what they're, but it's because of, of vaccination. And so if it wasn't for, if it wasn't for that, like these, these people would still be cops. And, and this is the whole, this is how I, I think it's like the, it's Slavoj's example of the, like, you know, the Ku Klux Klan running the, like the, like the Southern towns, uh, in the 1930s. It, it's the same as like white supremacy in, in, in the police in the, in US. the police. Uh, yeah. Right. Now, don't be, be, you, yeah. I, I wonder if you think just related that, that because, the vaccination law is a public law, right? So yeah. it's contrast to shaming. And I was thinking, like, what the, the great success, I think great success, of the civil rights movement in the U.S. was about changing public. It wasn't about shaming people privately. No. It was about changing the public law. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I think that's it's interesting that that, that did the most to create a change. And even like if you think about the way in which gay marriage changed people's minds about uh, homosexual un- romantic unions yeah. Yeah. more than any kind of shame, right? Like it was just that change in the law, it seems mm-hmm. to me, around the world that changed people's minds about like a l- in large part about about those kind of romantic unions. So that's, it just seems to me interesting that what you just said about the police, it was, it was a change through the public law, mm-hmm. not through super egoic shaming that really right. had the effect. Yeah. Right. Like it cannot be done through the, yeah, through, through, through the private, uh, uh, shaming. Because it's always particular. a right, like, like the super yeah. ego is always a right wing agency. I think that's the yeah, I think that's, lesson. That's, and, and it's yeah. almost like, I think this is implicit maybe in what Slavoj is saying. It's almost like the public law, is on the side, and I know most leftists we know probably wouldn't agree, but the public law is on the side of the left, and its obscene underside is on the side of the right. I think that's what Slavo yeah. is implying. I, well, I mean, that's the like that's one of the things is that like you know if you don't if you if you abuse murder and kill someone for racist reasons as a cop, like you're still a cop, but if you rat out someone doing that that's like like they're you're off you're out you're you're off there's this there um my god i wish i remembered more details about this because this is not this is now going to sound like at the level of a conspiracy theory but there was a guy there was a guy who was a i I believe nypd cop who and i god i i forget what this was but he was trying to blow the whistle on institutional corruption and the they managed to have him committed 
uh, <laughs> as a, a, a as though like to a um, and uh, an, an, an institution like, because he wasn't um, me- uh, they claimed mentally well enough. it took him years to get out and to prove and I'm for, I'm forgetting this uh, enough of these details but this is a this is a thing I, I, I don't know I hope I provided enough details that someone could look this up if they wanted to but it's just like you know uh, that that's the example I don't remember super well aside like um, you you know, it happens. This is a thing in in like Los Angeles right now, where they're like uh, one of the problems is one of the big problems with the LAPD is cops, cop gangs. Like right. the cops are actually part of not like street gangs, but like interior cop gangs. Right. And that, like, I mean, it just it just tells you it's the same thing. It's the, it's the the KKK within the law, and that within you have to right. you have to have fidelity to the thing inside the law and not the law itself to right. be, to have fidelity to the law puts you outside of the interior law. And, and that is, is itself the problem. And so this th- is going to lead to the, um, to the, to the line or to the, uh, the let section. me just say two Go things ahead. first. Yeah. 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 Cause I, I, I love this point. I think there are two yeah. really great films about this. So okay. then people I don't think would think they're great, but I think they're both pretty great. So one is called okay. black and blue and it's about, okay a black female cop who is stuck between these two, like she's also violating the, the, what, what did you call it? Like the cop bond? Like she's yeah, the, like yeah. the gang within she's violating mm-hmm. that. And then you see that she's like completely ostracized. And, but because she's a cop in her black neighborhood, she's also ostracized. So it's interesting. Like she's yeah. completely alone. Like she has no community. And so, the the show the film is really about that as an ethical position like like mm-hmm. ha- not having a community as the ethical position but then there's this interesting one with Chadwick Boseman called 21 Bridges and it's exactly mm-hmm. what you just described so there's a gang a corrupt group of cops within the cops and mm-hmm. and, and 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 telling on them or reporting on them prosecuting them is the ultimate violation and right. the only way that you can do it is to appeal to some outside police force like the FBI. You know, like you right. have to go. The yeah. other film about this is the film Negotiator with Samuel L. Jackson mm-hmm. and Kevin Spacey. And he, Samuel L. Jackson, gets framed for this corruption that his unit is doing. Mm-hmm. And he takes people hostage and he makes sure that Kevin Spacey is the guy called in to do the hostage negotiating because mm-hmm. Spacey's not part of his own police department that it's only i love this idea that it's only the stranger like the only person you can trust is a stranger because they're the only person that's not subject to the super egoic pressure of the people within your community which is i think we think the opposite i think people Mm -hmm. think you can't trust the stranger because they're not part of this same super egoic community but i think the psychoanalytic lesson is it's the only person you can trust is the, is the stranger because they're the <laughs> ones not involved in this super egoic corruption that defines our community. That's awesome. No, that's really great. And those examples are really good. And you can even, you can see in there, um, like you can see that where the, like where liberals do the exact same thing, only there, there does not like the, there, the, um, the FBI of conscience doesn't exist to validate that they won't just, uh, that Biden won't just fire the like the director of uh, 
of the, of the, of the post office, for example, the postmaster general, like it's this really slow thing where they have to play out. Like he's got to install know. people and, and, and they have to raise like, like objection. And it has to all be done to the, like the law because they're not Trump and the right and doing things quickly. And like, like the, this whole thing. And meanwhile, like it's, it's just like, what is it going to take so long? That is like, it's going to take so long that you can't get credit for it. That's the thing. Right. I know. I and plus yeah. I can't get a letter. I mean, that's <laughs> <laughs> there's also that yeah. this guy is what a joke. Like he, he's totally destroying the, the one state agency that functions. The people, but, people yeah. love. Yeah. yeah. The, um, and so like this, there's a, um, so this is, this is a, a, a part of, and, and, and it doesn't fit exactly with, um, well, it does fit with what you said about uh, maybe five, five minutes or so ago from, uh, yeah. from Slavoj, but like he's writing about the, um, the, the, the public law and the obscene uh, underside and he uh, which is super writes, egoic right just which be, is super egoic. be clear yes. yeah yeah yes yes and he writes this um is on page 58 starts on page 58 goes a little bit on to 59 uh, in this respect we were ultimately doing the same thing as a western stalinist communist who in the 1930s faithfully followed the reversals of the party line and first saw the main enemy in fascism then changed into an engaged pacifist enthusiastically supporting the Soviet-German pact and warning against English or French militarism and ended by calling for a common front of all progressive forces, communists and bourgeois Democrats, against fascism. Far from putting him uh, to, to much trouble, these reversals only confirmed him in his communist creed. Or, as Jean-Claude Merlner put it, and I want to be clear, the, this is Slavoj talking like it, like the ideas maybe Milner has it but it like Slavoj does him a favor to say that this is not his own idea but so anyway because he's not quoting um, Milner he's not quoting no 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 yeah, um, yeah. perhaps the principal function of the master is to set down the lie that can sustain group solidarity to surprise the subjects with statements that manifestly contradict facts to claim again and again that black is white Consequently, it is not sufficient to say my country right or wrong. My country is truly mine only insofar as at a certain crucial point, it is wrong. And this is similar to uh, when we talked about what um, Joan Kopchak wrote about Reagan uh, in the second episode we did on Read My Desire and how relevant that was for, for talking about Trump. It's like, it's not Joan and, and Slavoj didn't see, see the future so much as like, to me, these are things that like, it proves that po politics is not this like whimmy eventual thing that changes all the time. And, and, and like that there's no, uh, there's no stability to it. And like, you, you know, we have to constantly like re-understand politics with every presidential administration. There's no consistency, consistency to it. Theory, like how could you have theory? That's just so divorced from practice. No, if you properly understand theory and you properly understand like, like that, and it helps you see the really the psychic dimension of politics. And in this example, in, in superego and in, um, and in Jones, you know, uh, she's talking about something else there, but like for here, it's, it's superego. Like if you understand these at the level of theory, then it's, you're not going to be predicting the future. It's just like, you're just seeing the shape of politics as such. Right. And right, that right. all, all it takes, all, like, so that's the stable thing. It's the contingent historical thing that, that, that it takes to end up filling up this container that you can theorize already. Yeah, and that, I, I, that yeah. I, I think we don't have a, a good sense of right now. I know. I just, I love that line that it's, it's really the transgression or the lie 
yeah. that binds us together as subjects. It's interesting because, you know, it's it's such a it's such an anti-Kantian idea, right? Like mm-hmm. Kant thought the thing that holds us together as subjects is that we believe others are telling the truth. And this is why yeah. he constantly comes back to lying as this worst kind of moral transgression. It's his, that was it's a nice his, pun. You said constantly. I did. <laughs> <laughs> it's his eternal example of violating the moral law. And, and it's mm-hmm. because he thinks if we can't trust other people, to tell the truth, then we don't have a social bond. But Slavoj's point is so much more intricate than that, that it's, mm-hmm. we, it is right that we, we can trust people to tell the truth. Why? Because we've all accepted this one fundamental lie, mm. and that is the basis for our truth-telling, which is why we can't trust strangers, right? Like you, yeah. a stranger is immediately <laughs> suspicious to us because we don't know if they've bought into our fundamental lie. That's really great. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's true. Yeah. Like, think about... Yeah. I was just watching this show Squid Game, right? Which is yeah. okay, it's it's fine. It's it's good. But mm-hmm. the depiction of Americans is it's interesting. You watch it, you're like, it's fine. It's probably accurate. You know, like Americans mm-hmm. are like big and fat and sexually uh perverse, right? Like that's mm-hmm. basically the the idea. Um and they and they 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 enjoy the the death and misery of others. So that's okay. <laughs> that's a pretty good pretty good portrait of America. But you would never see it in Hollywood, right? Like that's yeah. not the that only could be the vision of America from, and maybe another it's position. totally accurate, but it has to be from another country, right? And I think that's the thing, right? Like you, like someone comes, someone strange comes to your country from outside, you don't know that they've already acceded to your lie, and that's mm-hmm. what that's what we test for them before we admit them into the into the part of the nation, right? And I'm not talking about the state because I think the state is different, but to be mm-hmm. part of the nation, you have to submit to that lie. Yeah, I think that, I think that's true. It's, and, and it's, and I like the, where you took it because it's not just like the, the, the line here, like the logic that Zizek is getting at is not just useful for thinking about, uh, thinking about Trump, but like I, I think the lie of the liberal left is that like um, the best path forward is incremental, slow, steady progress, right? Isn't that the isn't that the lie? And change in individuals—that's the other thing and that's absolutely really, really doxa, nice. yeah, right? Like yeah. we got to mm-hmm. get all these individuals to change their. It's interesting right. that no one uses the term prejudice, but that's what they're always talking about, right? Like yeah. people have get got to get rid of their prejudices. And before you can do anything, before you can do anything, everyone individually has to change before we can do anything like they like like, oh, before we can do anything, we need to have uh, 60, 70 percent of uh, both houses. Right. And 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 enough governors and then we can start to do something. And it's like that. the did the did the right have that when they (laughs) right right. when when they when they um, helped to to, like. pump up a, 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 a pandemic in this country and like, and, and like, like rot out like institutions, like, like, I don't, I don't think that happened. And, 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 and I know that the line is, I was like, well, it's so much easier to tear down than it is to build up. And it's like, yeah, if what you need to build up is the biggest consensus so that like ever to, um, to, to never, to never really have to put, um, like, to never have to say that, and this may be too specific for like our like international li- listeners, for example, but like to never have to tell the Senate parliamentarian that she's wrong, 
Like to never, you know, like to never have to like throw all your goodwill behind like, like one uh, bill for, you know, I don't know, voting rights or, or, or like, well, um, like put, put, like put, putting money into fair house, you know, like, like this is the, right. isn't it true yeah. that every act, every political act is minoritarian? Like it, it, it I, yeah. At the time, see, this is what is interesting, right? And this is, this is, I think just as kind of doxa badu, right? That yeah. every act when it's done yes. is minoritarian, but then after the fact, it's justified because it was the desire of the majority that yeah. the minority accomplished, right? Like that's what mm-hmm. Badu says about de Gaulle, right? In the French resistance, that that de Gaulle was, art- even though if there had been a vote, if there had been a vote, right? Like, like Pétain would have, would have won 80 to 20 or 90 to 10 mm-hmm. over de Gaulle if they had ran mm-hmm. for, you know, de Gaulle had to leave. He couldn't, he would have been killed. But, but, yeah. but after the fact, Everyone was part of the resistance. Right? I mean, they weren't yeah, really, but yeah, they were yeah, yeah, yeah. because the resistance really captured the desire of the French, even though there was all this capitulation to Vichy and to Patin, right? So I think that mm-hmm. that's the idea that every act has to be this minoritarian, even within the own your own psyche, right? Like, like mm-hmm. that's what I think is really crucial. It's not about like eliminating all these impurities from your psyche. No, mm-hmm. it's about like acting on this thing that's just part of your psyche that that yeah. cuts against this other part. Like you like I once was in a class as were graduate students here at the University of Vermont and they they said that every day they said this to me, every day I try to think about these were all white students. I try to think about <laughs> my own racism and try to eliminate a little bit of it. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, I don't that's fine. Mm-hmm. But that's not a political act, <laughs> and no, and like your it's, it's, it's individual. And it's so individual, and right? Yeah. Right? Right? Like that isn't what is that really doing? What is that doing? And I I just thought like that seemed to me an exact description of this what you just described this super egoic, yeah. bogged down nature of the left today, which is again mm-hmm. this shaming moralistic version of super ego, not the way in which it mobilizes people on the right, right. which you can't mobilize it, on the left, right? Like we've already determined can't. that superego cannot be a leftist force. So no, yes. it cannot collectivize. It, it cannot, it right. individualizes in the way in your, in your, uh, in your student example. I think right, right. It individualizes. Right. It's interesting that it, it, it can create particular groups, right? Like that's what it does yeah. for the right. Like it creates a group bond, but it has to be exclusive. It can't be universal. It mm. has to be particular. Yeah, I think um, one of the I think that frustrates me because it seems almost like it's like it seems manifestly I don't know like obvious that that the that the 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 right gets so much more out of the um, out of the the, the super egoic pressure of the left than the left does. But can <laughs> I tell you in, in your uh, you you put this together you put this together for me like like a couple minutes ago you know it's really frustrating like like yes of course like like political like any political like progressive movement like is minor, minoritarian at the time and then it becomes it's like oh yeah of course uh, of course that's that's the way that, that things should that, that things should be and like it, it it helps to like activate the desire of the of uh, of the general public um. I actually think just slightly the 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 position that 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 liberals are in right now is even more frustrating than that because the like the things that Biden want like allegedly wants to uh, pass with this like giant like spending bill are actually 
extremely popular. Right. But they're not even the minoritarian. West, they're not even minor. But yeah. the conversation in like Washington Post, New York Times, like is like, oh, are how like are progressives going to get their wish? So they're just like they're making like it's it's even it's even worse because right. it's not because if it was genuinely I think it's a really good example. If it was genuinely minoritarian, there would be all this energy to right. like to push it. But because it's actually general and so like there're just so many polls like like every piece of this, even like Fox News polls, like the, the it's incredible. The, like every every piece of it is is supported by like 58 either anywhere from 58 to like 70% yeah. of the of uh, you know voting public like in these polls or whatever but they're making up this narrative that it is like individualistic and 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 so small and 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 like coastal and and elite and we you know we got to we got to dumb it down a for the midwest because like they won't they won't take this coastal and it's like you're you're making that happen like you're actually creating the impediment which does not exist because uh, like it, it it actually moves i, I guess I'm, i would say like psychically like the idea of this uh, of a giant spending bill that actually does things is too much psychically for 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 the liberal imagination right i, I, I mean I, liberal I versus left i think that's right yeah exactly yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. i think that's yeah. right and i think that it, it 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 again is indicative of the way in which the liberal imagination prefers also its version of super egoic politics to any kind of attempted transformative structural mm -hmm. politics, right. right? Like I think that, and, and again, and, and to any kind of public universalist politics, mm -hmm. which I think, again, it has to be opposed to superego. And I think that like, to, it's interesting that, that, that historically, I think people would have said, Superego is on the side of ethics and a just mm -hmm. society, and mm -hmm. it is on the side of a, re a rapacious uh, <laughs> capitalist, unjust society. Yeah. And I would just flip it almost totally around yeah. and say, yeah. no, superego is the utter tool politically of the right. And I think that chapter by Slavoj really, really gets at that, the way in which mm -hmm. the transgression... Like what he's talking about, about that unifying transgression is always a right-wing mm -hmm. transgression. And I don't think it's an accident that the example he uses is that of the Klan, right? Like it's the, yeah. I think that's the paradigmatic example. But you, you, I think, pointed out this example of the cop gang. It's the same, yeah. it's the same structure. But I think you can see that, that same kind of extreme reactionary thing within any kind of, communal group right like the, mm -hmm. like even in a even in an academic department i think there's still there's like these <laughs> transgressions that you have to accept corruption it's interesting how it's corruption right like it it's a like right. the clan is a like the lynching is corruption the the cop gang is they're probably dealing drugs or something it's corruption right like it's always mm -hmm. there you have to turn a blind eye to corruption and that it, it, it's corrupt, and I think this is what Slavoj sees that it, the superego, the superego, sorry, is a is the, is in a certain way the agency of corruption. And we think, mm -hmm. I think, our it's yeah. so against the standard image of the superego as morally policing. This moral right? authority, yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. it's like the opposite. Yeah. It's the force of corruption. It's not the id that makes us corrupt. It's the superego that makes us corrupt because it tells us to transgress. It tells us how to transgress the law in ways that are okay for the community. Right, like that's and, Slavoj's definition of what the superego does, and I think it's just it's brilliant. I think, 
to come back to the beginning with your the Animal House example, or and, and I mean, if you haven't seen Animal House, just any example of like the devil uh, on one shoulder and the angel on the other, um, do you do you flip it? I think you have like, to flip it. Yeah, 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 because yeah. It, it's perfect actually in that example, right? Because in order to really be a member of that fraternity, mm-hmm. he has to rape that woman, right? Like that. That, even to prove, I mean, no one else is going to see, I don't think. I think he's just in the room alone with her. But I yeah, think yeah. I think to prove to himself that he really belongs to Delta, whatever it is, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. he has to do it. And I think you're exactly right. Like, you have to flip it. Like, the agency of the superego is that devil on the shoulder. Yeah. Yep. Saying, yep. not just saying transgress, saying transgress mm-hmm. in this particular way that will make you part of the... Community, like, I don't know, Michael Clayton, which I think is one of the greatest films of all time, uh, mm-hmm. it's, isn't that what he decides not to do? He decides, I'm not going to just go along with this societally accepted transgression. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say no to that and appeal to the law and appeal and right. bring, try to, which is, I think, almost impossible. I, I, it's interesting. I, I know a, a student of mine who, who was worked on Wall Street who came to study at UVM, which is probably a, not a wise career choice, but uh, <laughs> he, 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 he pointed out that Michael Clayton is so incredible because no corporation would resort to murder. They would just dissolve the corporation, create a new one with a new name, and then just keep on doing what they were doing if they got <laughs> sued for too much you know, under the one umbrella. So, so it's, it's a little idealistic, but I think what's important about it is that Michael Clayton himself gives up his own investment in that, or, or his, his willingness to look a blind eye at that corruption. That's, mm-hmm. that's so, that's super egoically demanded and, and, and also permitted by the society. Mm-hmm. I mean, that so, <laughs> I think um, we've I think we really, I think we really went somewhere here uh, from uh, the uh, flipping of the like yeah I like know, that I like from that. the from the beginning to like to to what we have here um, it's um, in I think uh, in classic uh, Zizekian, uh fashion where like the uh, is there something Todd I want to ask you this is there something that we need to incorporate from the naive understanding of how superego operates into properly understanding it in the formulation that we've, you know, now yeah. articulated an hour and, uh, you know, 15 minutes or so later. Yeah. That's a good question. I, I, I he would say we always have to do that. I think. Yes, he would. I, he would. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't, yeah, I have an idea. If, okay, if, go uh, ahead. Fire away. Uh, yeah, well, so yeah. my, my idea is that like, like the, so in the naive formulation, superego is like, uh, like how one, uh, mediates in like, uh, uh, you know, moral authority, right? That's yeah, where we started yeah. in the mature understanding that we've, you know, that we've moved through is that, Superego commands you to transgress um, the law in favor of upholding a an interior law, uh, like a a a like a, a, co- a communal law that is more important than capital L law itself uh, right. as such. Right. And so I think um, uh, I mean there's not a lot. Of, I don't know if there's necessarily pyrotechnics in this uh, in this conclusion uh, from me on this, but I think the 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 thing that we need to keep in mind from the naive understanding and like to, to put these two together is this 
alerts us to um, like the, the like the lacuna of the the law itself, where the law where the law fails, and it's in this gap that um, I would say the, like genuinely left political action needs to take place. Yeah, is it's not this change. It's it's I, I don't even, I don't know necessarily that it's the, the the changing of the law to like eliminate or eradicate the like the the in, in interior law but it's it's just focusing on that gap and and uh it needs to be the the place of like a like a left politics yeah as such what yeah do you think i think that? that's really good i think that's right i think it's right that that because superego arises mm-hmm. out of this if there was no gap in the law there would be no superego right mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. It's it, what it is. I think what you're saying is to turn that gap in the other direction, right? Like yes. to to not allow superego to develop, but to push forward, just to, to push forward the lacuna itself, right? Like to refuse to fill it in with superego. Well, just just accepting it as an imminent structure, like right, like, right. immanent, like you right. know, like like you can close down, you can close down one thing, it's going to pop up somewhere else. But just right. like if you understand. Like if you understand the structure that there's going to be law and then superego is going to be this commandment to enjoy where the law fails, right. then in that, again, I, I feel like, you know, we say this every once in a while, like if, if that, that change in your like operating heuristic, like politically speaking, will like you, it will allow you to see like ahead and, and, yeah. and not have to be in this like left like reactionary position right. where it gets articulated by, by the like liberal mainstream as like, well, let's just slow down and not be, be so crazy. Right. That's like that, 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 that ends up being the, like the, the dom, the dominant, what's the the dominant repelling force of like right reactionary. And it's like, well, let's just like slow it down a little bit. And that's just that, that, that is not nearly good enough. And all that it does is like the slow, it's really funny is that, the slowing down doesn't do anything to like to mitigate the like the super egoic enjoyment in the first place, but it manifests enough of a threat to increase that super egoic enjoyment. Right. So right. that right. that that and 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 that absolutely has to be like understood as a as a, as a problem of mainstream uh, left left politics. Right. Uh, right. Especially in this country. Right. Right. I totally agree. Yeah, I think that isn't the lesson to. Watch Animal House, but read that scene differently. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a tough one. It's uh, a tough one to watch. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, yeah, yeah, I think we probably that's, already that's suggested watch Michael Clayton, but so. Oh yeah, I think that's true. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, read Metastases of Enjoyment. Right? That's right. I mean, I There's that's... a better lesson, Ryan. Read yeah. Metastases of Enjoyment, especially <laughs> Chapter Three. It's a great it's a great gem, and it's really where he de- he develops that idea for the first time of the obscene underside of the law. So, mm. awesome stuff. All right, over and right. out, Ryan. Over and out, Todd.